Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back, everybody. Wendy Sellers, the HR lady I have here with me, JC. Howdy. We're going to move on here and talk about common benefits for all organizations. And for those that uh, maybe are new to having a company, you know, definitely start taking some notes. Hopefully not if you're driving, you can listen to this later. (laughs) But remember that, you know, benefits go way beyond just healthcare and physical health. And I think that's the biggest thing that most business owners or, or small business owners specifically think about when they say benefits are like, oh, time off and health insurance. All I can afford is time off. I can't afford health insurance. So in the previous session, we already talked about health insurance, but what other common benefits do you know of, JC? Well, I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, I know a lot of guys around my area here that are actually uh, in the trades, like machinists, okay? And there's a lot of large organizations in the area where they could go be employed for an extended period of time and do quite well. However, there's so many small businesses in the area that branch off and they turn out to be subcontract tier suppliers or uh, specialized and focused in model making or other things of that nature. But sometimes workers don't leave the big company to take that stab in the dark in that good old Jerry Maguire moment because they don't know what to do planning for the future. They don't necessarily have a retirement intact. They don't have a, uh, what's what's that mythical thing we all hear of? Oh, yeah, a pension locked in from that big, from that that? big employer. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and how can the small business compete with that in today's market too? the recruit and bring on new workers of of any age to fill these roles it's yeah it is a uh, very very difficult and it's funny that you mentioned pension i think that's really just in government now maybe um I, you know <laughs> it's <laughs> it, retirement plans uh came about at one point in our country's history as a benefit and said okay if you work for our company for x amount of years and i mean like 30 40 years then we're going to take care of you in retirement. Well, that got really, really expensive. And so that's why you don't really see many pension plans anymore. And then even the retirement plans are a whole other thing that came about to say, hey, we want to figure out a way to uh, you know, market to our employees to not leave us and not leave of us for our competitors. So we're going to start investing in your retirement and give you an option to invest in it. And of course, you save taxes and everything, but not all small businesses uh, can even afford or know what to do with retirement plans because retirement plans are governed by the Department of Labor and the IRS. And many small businesses just say, nope, not going there. Not getting involved. Yeah, I kind of don't blame them because if you don't have a benefit, right, so you don't have um, health insurance or you don't have retirement plans, and then you do... Now, once you do have it, you have to, you are, you are in the legal world. So there's all these hoops you as the policy owner, which is the company has to jump through. And you, if you get it right you, or wrong, you get sued, you, yeah. can, you know, and you can like lose your entire business. So 
don't go it alone, folks. If you're getting a health plan, anything that we're talking about today, get a consultant, get experts involved so that you don't end up doing something wrong while you're we're trying to do the right thing. Not everybody has the flexibility of working at home or remotely either. There's many organizations throughout the country, many small businesses and companies where you do have to show up every day for work, especially in the agriculture industry. But when we talk about paid time off, we might be looking at a situation where said employer for their entire existence has been giving away X amount of hours per week accrued. But there's a lot of them out there that have been leaning a little bit more towards unlimited personal time off. Yeah, so uh, there's just an article out recently in uh, Bloomberg.com about unlimited PTO. Uh, and uh, the interesting thing, and I totally see this happening, it says basically that employers are the ones that are actually ben- benefiting from unlimited PTO, not employees. And the reason is uh, the studies show that employees, whether they have a given amount of PTO or unlimited, they take the same amount. And the average, it says here in this article, is 11 to 12 days a year. So in theory, if you have unlimited, you could have took 45, but you only took 11 (laughs) or 12 days. Why do you think that is? Why do you think they are only taking, you know, basically two and a half, two, two weeks plus? Well, I used to work for an organization much like that. It, It was unlimited. At the same time, it created a a culture that was much more relaxed. And there was a lot more personal buy-in from myself and many of the other people that worked there. So when it came to time off, you definitely want to make sure that you had things locked and and airtight, but you still felt responsible while you were away. You had that perception in the back of your head like, well, I really don't want to be gone too long. Or I'm not really out of pocket for this uh, this one or two weeks away. Uh, You can still reach me. I'll... I'll check in periodically. It, it raises the bar of, uh, of, of self uh, focus in a way. Yeah. And yeah, and that's exactly what this article says too. And it, I, I've seen it in, in many clients. Um, if you're going to do the unlimited PTO, you have to take my advice is to take the next step and say uh, it's unlimited PTO. We really mean it's unlimited and it's mandatory that you take, you know, two or three weeks off a year. It's mandatory. You have to take it because it's exactly what you said, JC, is that people feel like they still have to have one foot in the game. And I'll give you an example. My one client, which is a small client, um, you know, I would say uh, they probably have a dozen employees now. Everybody is um, unlimited PTO and pretty much 90% of their company is salary. So they also expect that their salaried employees check in on a regular basis while they're on that PTO. And so, you know, there's, there's, there's a give and a take on both sides. And if you're expecting your employees to check in and they're out on a cruise for four days um, or two weeks, like two weeks, I can see, but four days, like, no, man, you should be able to handle things while they're gone. Let them go on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let them decompress. Talking about vacations, there was someone I talked to many years ago. I'm not going to drop names right now, but I will talk about the organization that he was with. It was called Travel as a Benefit, the tab card. It was something that employers could buy into, and it provides employees uh, benefits for travel. Let that be hotel, airfare, 
etc. So when you are in that situation where you uh, maybe have a cafeteria plan, you're setting money aside periodically, the employer's putting money in there, you're, you're getting what you need from the healthcare perspective. Well, your personal health is sometimes also having that need to go to Bora Bora, right? <laughs> yes, let's do it. Yes. So the employer could actually buy into one of these plans. It was the number one product uh, for employers uh, on the charts back in 2018. Hopefully after um, some of the major surges of the pandemic, we'll start to see travel as a benefit start to come back in the workforce a little bit too. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. And and, and uh, going off of the, the travel um, benefits and then the unlimited PTO too, the other things I wanted to say is uh, be careful with not just your hourly employees, but your salary too. Oh, yeah. So with, with your hourly employees, if you're making them check in while they're on this unlimited PTO, I mean, you just need to make sure that of course, you're paying them already because it's PTO and it's paid time off. But you have to be careful with that, that over 40 hours. And then in some weird states, you know, maybe even overtime based on uh, per workday. And so you do need to be careful on that. Um, it, and then with the travel as a benefit too, like, okay, if, if they're, they can work maybe from Bora Bora for the week, is that fair? Why even go to Bora Bora exactly. if you're working there for the week? You know, right. uh, you shouldn't say, oh, you have to be in person on a regular basis. But by the way, when you're in Bora Bora, you still got to work. Like, <laughs> no, that's not the case. I would rather you say, I don't care where you work from, assuming you, you have the your job allows you to work virtually. Right. I don't care where you work from. It's work. And I don't care if you work 20 hours or 60 hours, this is the job that needs to get done. There's a lot of gray area there with, uh, especially with hourly, right? Because if you're saying, I don't care how many hours you work, just get the job done. Well, if it only takes person A, 26 hours to get the job done and person B, you know, 40 hours to get the job done and they're hourly, are you going to pay person A 40 hours worth of work? Or are you going to just pile more work on them? So yeah, yeah. so many, so many. They're going to have more work things. piled on. Absolutely. Oh, hey, yeah. You know I'm what's sure. funny though, too. We're talking about benefits, everything like that. We've we previously had talked about health insurance. Uh, we really haven't touched on dental plans, but thinking about dental and thinking about benefits, it immediately made me think of an old dentist that I used to have a long time ago. And this dentist was a very fantastic dentist, one of the best, very large, very great, amazing dentist. And the dentist looked so familiar, Wendy, and I couldn't figure out where from. And then I realized the dentist used to be the person that helped me at Home Depot for years. <laughs> and that person was going to school the entire time that they were at Home Depot when Home Depot actually helped pay for their degree. Education, no education assistance in the workplace. It's a big deal. It might be tough for small employers, though. I don't know. What do you think about education assistance as a benefit? Absolutely. Training and development is so important. If we haven't learned anything during this whole, uh, you know, great resignation, great reshuffle, whatever you want to call the past few years, it, we, we should have learned that employees want to, first of all, be trained for the job that they're doing. And then they want to be developed for the future, whether it's rising up the ranks or just continuing to self-develop. If you are not providing some kind of education, not just related to the job, but again, uh, college, college benefits, tuition, um, you know, YouTube learning, LinkedIn learning, 
some kind of program learning, of course, uh, a learning for the program that we're talking on right now, Aurora Training Advantage. If you are not providing some kind of training and development benefit, whether it is, again, a reimbursement or, hey, we have access to all this, here's your user ID, you are losing out. And the other thing I want to say there, it's not that expensive in the end. Be careful, though, if you are doing the college benefits where you're saying, oh, if you've been here one year, you get this amount of money that you can get reimbursed. If you've been here three or five years, I've seen companies in the past say, if I give you this $5,000 for college, then you have to sign this and you have to stay here for a uh, year. Yes. You know, or you they, leave, you got to pay it back. That's not a they, benefit. They call That's a it, threat. They call it the West Virginia trap, actually, because West Virginia was paying people for the longest time to move there. But you had to stay there and you would get X amount of dollars a year for, for living and, and working. The, the West Virginia, no offense to anyone from West Virginia out there by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I didn't, I didn't know that, actually. So uh, now I'm going to have to go look that up. I'm sure there's a blog on that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. We, we covered a lot on some of the core common benefits for all organizations. One thing we didn't touch on, though, was uh, just general discounts all the way around, right? Maybe not necessarily those Shrider Circus tickets, but maybe they are. But it could also be benefits like discounts at... Uh, what do you say, like Costco or a gym membership or things like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of companies, if you're local, so if you're in one, you know, zip code, or even if you're in a few, you know, I, I used to work for a company and we had offices all over the United States. And depending on what city you had, you were in, um, and they were at that point in time in person jobs, uh, depending on what city you were, you were living in and, and working in. You know, you might have a Sam's Club membership in this city, but Sam's didn't exist in the other city. So we we got a corporate program with Costco. Gyms are a great way. A lot of companies do in gyms on site as well. Well, you then probably need to consider doing a shower on site as well. And there's a whole <laughs> other type of training you need to do then, you know, <laughs> making sure right. there's safety and things like that. But discounts are huge in so many of the uh, health insurance companies or the agencies, they can help you with that. And then your local HR associations can help you with oh, that. Yeah. And that's just a couple hundred bucks a year that you got to pay. And now your whole company, hundreds of employees get these discounts too. Wise words from a very wise HR professional, the HR lady, ladies and gentlemen. What do we got coming up uh, later on here this week? What's coming up next in our next episode? Our next episode, I want to talk about even more unique benefits than, than the common ones we just discussed and for those rock star employers. So see you soon. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.